Here we go. Okay. All right. We are live. Hello, world. Sorry, I haven't been on here all day. Uh, we've got a few things that got changed around, different time zones. So we'll get those folks on either later on tonight or, or another time. So no big deal here. But uh, we are live with another Florida legendary coach, uh, long time and now retired Gainesville High School coach. He was there from 98 to 2013. He also wrestled there and got states in 1997. And then uh, he's coached over the years, eight individual state champs, 30 plus state placers, 11 district titles, four regional titles and six top five finishes. So um, he is no longer the head coach there. He is kind of involved. He helps the coaches out and then helps the room, but he's not the coach anywhere. He's uh, kind of taking a break, but how are you coach man? Uh, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you for having me. Doing doing well. Gainesville is uh, is rainy right now, but um, you know we're 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 moving forward here. Awesome, awesome. So um, I know that you're not you're not directly in it as much anymore, but um, uh, have you been in contact with those guys and seen kind of what what this COVID is kind of uh, how it's affected what they would have done or been doing this spring? I think so. Yeah, I, I try to stay involved with most of the coaches in the area. Um, I've known the coaches at Buholtz High School uh, since they were hired uh, and, and since they brought the program back. And um, so we've all kind of stayed in contact. And I think it's a, an unknown time for us all. Uh, the, the one advantage I, I, I kind of do see is that, uh, I, you know, I don't see anybody taking any breaks at this point now when things kind of open back up I think that everybody's just going to roll right from here right into the season and be in in pretty good shape I mean we'll probably see some mid-season form right at the very beginning um, so I think you know everybody's kind of coming up with their game plan right now on on how they want to approach uh, getting back into the room and everybody's kind of chomping at the bit right now so they're just formulating kind of how they're going to get it going and how they're going to start and what the school is going to allow and, and they're going to take it from there. And that's awesome. So you were obviously, um, it was your program for many, many, many years. It looks like 15 or so. Um, uh, talk about Gainesville wrestling, talk about how far it's come, how far you've seen it grow. And, um, and, and are we, are we seeing Gainesville as a little powerhouse here in Florida? Well, I mean, you know, really, it all started back in uh, in 1991. Uh, uh, Jeff Davis, uh, a longtime Florida legend, family. Uh, you know, he started a small little program over at the Boys and Girls Club here, just called the Gainesville Takedown Club, and uh, mainly it was an outlet for his sons to to get out and get on the mat. And through the years, uh, more and more kids joined. Um, and, and, and up here, there wasn't really much tradition at all. Uh, the UF program was cut in the seventies. Um, and so it was one of those things where it kind of just all happened at the right time for Gainesville high school. Uh, I, you know, I came on in 1998 as an assistant and, uh, and really just, uh, that at that time there wasn't a ton of summer wrestling up this way. Um, you, you know, you'd have to travel pretty far down to Miami to get some tournaments. And so there wasn't really much summer wrestling. So right around that time, it just started happening um, in, in Jacksonville where they started picking up some NHSCA 
uh, tournaments, and we just started going there nonstop over the summer. And I mean, the 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 saying "summer wrestling makes winter champions" couldn't be more correct. And so we just really were able to take that next step because uh, we were able to to get all those matches uh, over the summer. That's awesome. So, man, that's got to be great. I, I know you. I'm sure you're missing it. Maybe you like the freedom, but you you still get your your fix every once in a while. Um, I know that uh, uh, years ago you had a uh, you had a woman, a girl, uh, and she may be the only girl that's ever won a match in the Florida States. Uh, Miriam Jenkins, talk about that, and and when she did it was way before her time, right? Yeah, you know it, it was a. Looking back now as a middle-aged man, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I didn't even take the time to really appreciate what she accomplished as a 17-year-old. So, I, you know, I got to wrestle with Miriam as a teammate for two years, and then I was her coach for the next two years. And those two years were, were really just record-setting. I mean, uh, she, she came in in 1990. Uh, that'd be 98 and had a great year. I think she won 28 matches, but I mean, at that time there was hardly any women's wrestling at all. And so there was articles in the paper about uh, that. It shouldn't happen. You know, that, you know, we shouldn't allow women to wrestle men. And um, you know, so it's nothing like it is now where it's pretty much commonplace and accepted it back then it was, there was coaches that would, that would refuse to, to wrestle her um and there was wrestlers that would refuse to wrestle her there was referees that wouldn't call kids pinned when she had them pinned so it was a it was a a, a different time period then but she was a pretty special individual she uh she could do more pull-ups and push-ups than pretty much most of the guys on the team and uh you know her her senior year she kind of came in with this focus that she wasn't going to let anybody stop her. Her goal was to to win a match at the state tournament. She knew she knew she could do it, um, and she she worked hard all year. Uh, you know, no complaints at all. You know, so that was she was an easy person to get along with because she worked so hard. And uh, you know, there wasn't an eye that wasn't watching that mat at the state tournament at all. You know, I mean, everybody was there. CNN is interviewing her. I mean, looking back, I, I can, I'm sure the immense amount of pressure that she had on her to, to perform was huge. And she still just went right through and, and did it. And she won that first round match. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, even after her, you know, that she was a trailblazer then, you know, there was no protocol in place for women weighing in in Florida. I mean, it was kind of the wild west. And so now, uh, from there, she went on and joined the Marines. The, uh, the, the commandant said, hey, you served two years in Okinawa. I'll let you join the Marine Corps wrestling team. So she was the first female to ever be on the all-Marine Corps wrestling team. And she started competing then while splitting time with her duties. And uh, in 2002, she was named the MVP of the U.S. Nationals. Uh, then she had to take a break and go serve a tour of duty in Iraq. And then she came back and uh, with a year off, decided that in 2004 was the first year with the Olympic trials. So she tried out for that, won her region. And so she qualified for Olympic trials. She ended up losing to Mary Kelly, who made the Olympic team that year in the semifinals and 
I think she dropped down and took fifth and then she had to go take another tour of duty after that. And that was kind of the end of her career. So, you know, you take away some of those years where of service and add to her training, she was beating uh, girls like, or women like Carissa Chun and Mary Kelly, uh, uh, you know, in her heyday. So uh, you never know what could happen, but she had a great career and, you know, we're all proud of her for sure. Man, that's great. I, uh, maybe one day I'll get to talk to her and meet her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'd be, I'm sure she'd be happy. She's, she's still serving. Uh, she's in, uh, uh, I think her 20th year this year and she's stationed out in California, but she just texted me the other day and they had sent her overseas. So she just got back. So we can certainly set something up. Awesome. Yeah. So um, obviously that kind of leads into the growth of women's wrestling. I mean, you were, you witnessed what she went through and then um, just as, as early back as I was talking to coach Valles, um, who's up in, uh, is it Grand, Grandview, I think it's called. And even her seven years ago or whatever, she, she'll, she'll tell you that boys didn't want to wrestle me. I couldn't get a match. I'd walk into rooms and then to see what it is today, she's, she's, um, she's obviously said it's a blessing, but I mean, you've seen it come from 99 to now where, I mean, what kind of growth have you seen? And, and, and when we get this sanction, it's, it's just going to explode, I think. Oh, I, I, I can't agree more. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, going through uh, what Miriam went through and I, I, you know, all power to her. She, she was a trailblazer. She kind of helped along with a, uh, several other female wrestlers kind of put the, st uh, the stepping stones in place to make, you know, women's wrestling what it is now. And uh, I think that what we're all looking for is, is that, like you said, to keep, it, it keeps growing. I think it's going to be a great thing to have it a sanctioned sport. And I also look at, uh, you know, even, you know, even a couple years after Miriam, we had several, we had a kind of a tradition of having a girl or two on the team. And even then you could see it was starting. We had the early stages of Florida wrestling where, uh, or women's wrestling in Florida that where, where people were trying to get a state tournament together. I remember Gateway High School had a big one. Uh, you know, this would have been in 2002. And there was a couple, you know, 100 girls there. But now to hear that there was, I think you had mentioned 379 at the state tournament this year, it's just going to get bigger and bigger. You know, I think it's a, it's a great thing. And it, it, uh, it can only help the sport. Yeah, it's, I mean, I spoke to... Um... <clears throat> Princeton head coach, Chris Ayers. And he said uh, he has a daughter that won the States in this year. And, oh, okay. uh, but he said that this year, the Atlantic City Girls State Tournament was over 700 girls. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I think, you know, Florida's on its way to that. I, I, it's only, it seems like every single year you're seeing more and more, more participants. And, I, you know, can't, it, it's it's, it's great for the sport. That's awesome. So um, so from from being a runner up in '97 to um, to Florida wrestling today, um, tell us about it. I mean, what, where have you seen this sport come? Uh, let me see if my my headphones work. I'm, I know I'm a little. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, Florida wrestling is just 
grown leaps and bounds, in my opinion. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I was not some great wrestler. I just had pretty good willpower and determination, and I was kind of able to make it as far as I did. Uh, but now I think, you know, nowadays, you know, if you are not training year round and you're not putting in the work to be, uh, you know, at the top or on the podium, it's going to be tough for you to get there. You're not going to just kind of luck your way in. And, uh, you know, so I think that that just is a testament to how hard all these kids and in turn, all these coaches are working. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's not, I don't think you're seeing a lot of the, uh, you know, football coaches that just coach wrestling. You're seeing a lot of specialized coaches, great coaches in Florida here that are very, very in tune with the wrestling community and know how to teach and coach. And they are, they're producing some, some great wrestlers uh, <clears throat> all across the state. That's awesome. And, it, and it's good to see. And I know you're up in Gainesville. I had, um, uh, please hold. My memory is, is terrible. I, I don't want to mess up his name. He's over in uh, Tallahassee. And I oh, had Mike him on. And he Crowder? Yeah, yeah, he talked about his um, that big tournament he has there and the panhandle wrestling growing and everything. And Oh, yeah. Um, Mike and I are, are longtime rivals slash friends. I've known him. He, his first year coaching was my senior year wrestling. So I mean, we've been around and intertwined with each other uh, for, for, for years. Uh, you know, the Capital City Classic that he's run for, I can't even remember how long it is now. It, it's a great tournament. Uh, you know, it was one of those ones that I always wanted to win. So when we did win it uh, one or two years, it was a, it was a neat uh, experience. I was always really happy. And uh, he, he's a he's a great great guy, great coach. Awesome. So, um, talk about some. Uh, what's your most memorable moment in wrestling? But, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, there's 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 quite a bit. Uh, you know, being able to take home a trophy from the uh, from the state tournament was a, a special experience. It's one that, uh, you know, not a lot of people get to get to have that experience. And so, I mean, for me, uh, <clears throat> I knew where we were as a, uh, as a team and as a city, we, we didn't have a lot of tradition. And so I knew that I was never going to be able to be one of these teams that year in and year out fields a full lineup and has, you know, wins districts every year, wins regionals every year. My, my entire goal when I started coaching was I want to be in the top 10 at the state tournament as many times as I can. And so, um, you know, being able to, to, to take this group of kids and, and really work with them and, and, and take home that, that trophy and be able to give them a, a medal from the state tournament, all the kids that participated, that was a great experience. Uh, you know, it was definitely one that I'll never forget. And uh, I, I don't think that they will either. You know, that, that they, everybody contributed. And you know, we took, we only had, I think, I think 12 varsity wrestlers that year and only, and qualified 10. And I, I'll tell you, one of my proudest moments was all 10 of them won a match at the state tournament, at least one. And so every one of them got to contribute to, to that, uh, to that trophy. And so that was a, that was a great experience. That's awesome, man. Cool. Yeah. That's uh, 
some individual ones were, were, were great too. I mean, there's, you know, we've had some great individual wrestlers come through and to be able to coach uh, some state champs was, was a, it was a great experience also. Yeah. It's gotta be dear to you um, with that, uh, with that big uh, putting the medals on all their necks. That had to be fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've got some of these kids that, you know, started in the Gainesville takedown program, like we said, and, and, uh, you know, worked their way through. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible to me that this little tiny program here in Gainesville, I mean, there's only a hundred, you take away university of Florida, we only got a hundred thousand people in Gainesville and we've got this little tiny program there and it's produced eight state champions and a bunch of state place winners. So it's just a testament to the coaching staff and everybody that's helped out and started it from, from 1991 on. So. Wow, that's awesome. Cool, cool, man. You ready for the 10 questions? Sure. I think I got some. But was there anything else that you wanted to uh, to touch on before we get in there? No, I, I just think that it's, you know, uh, like I said uh, before, I think what you're doing is great. I think it really shows how tight-knit the wrestling community is that everybody has come out and supported and, you know, just couldn't uh, couldn't be more happy for uh, for what you're doing. Yeah, it's been um, it's been awesome, and I get messages. Did you wrestle? And I'm like, nope, never wrestled. <laughs> it's just um, it's about my kid and the kids, and what I've seen happen over the last two years with the progression of my son, and then of course I, I've gotten to be in the community and and um, and, and just seeing how strong and tight knit it was, and I just felt like <clears throat> being stuck at home now is a now was as good a time as any to start this platform, and and I I, I can't get away from it now. I've got I've got stuff set up for weeks. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm I'm entrenched. So you're you're stuck now. Yeah, so it's awesome, man. All right, uh, you ready? Yeah. Gator football or Gator baseball? Oh, that's that's a tough one. I mean, I I grew up watching football. My whole life here, but I have, I have been to Omaha and watched the World Series. So that, that I mean, I'm gonna have to go with football just because. But I, I I'm Gator baseball is a, a close second. <laughs> yeah, they got a good team, and I, I'm not a Gators fan. Okay, all right. I am a Hurricanes fan, so you can well, see him sitting on the Gator right there. But right, <laughs> but <clears throat> Gainesville is Gator country, so I got to give you. <clears throat> Sorry, I got to give it to you. So. Gatorade or Powerade? Gatorade for sure. Yeah, I got, that's one thing I know nowadays we hear, oh, it's got too much sugar, but I think I grew up drinking Gatorade. I can't stop it. <laughs> All right. Max or Dick Mondell? Oh, that's a good question there. That's that You did your research, Max, for sure. I mean, Max <laughs> has been around since the 70s. I, I, I could, you can't, can't turn that one down. All right, here's another one. Big Lou's or Paisano's? I like Paisano's. It's close to my house, too, so I, I it's right <laughs> up the road, but it's a good pizza for sure. All right, some beer. Swamp Head or Big Top? Uh, Swamp Head is, is, a, is a good one. Those guys started in a garage, kind of little storage shed, and they've really, really come a long way. They built a huge distribution center and now you see their beer in Publix all the time so more power to those guys they've done a great job awesome all right so 
<laughs> Sorry about that, man. It's terrible. You're Sorry good. out there. I got to read my own handwriting. <laughs> Devil's Millhopper Park or Butterfly Rainforest? Uh, Devil's Millhopper. I grew up about a mile from there, so it's a pretty neat thing. My parents used to slide down the side on the cardboard boxes back in the 70s. So I've got some nostalgia there, but you can walk all the way down. It's about 300 feet down. So it's a, it's a neat spot. Awesome. All right. Uh, Fargo or 32? You know, uh, so I had uh, Fargo All-American, two of those, but uh, Super 32 back when I was coaching was a, a pretty impressive tournament as far as the fact that they did it in one day. Now they've got it in a couple but man, it was a it was a neat experience. I mean, you know, uh, there, to 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 kind of get through that big of a tournament in one day was it was incredible. Live goes or clinics? You know, I am a huge believer in live situations. That's something that uh, I just always always did. Um, so start a kid in a position, hit a twenty second go. You can't. You know, you, you do a live match, you do a six minute match. Kids know how to kind of hang out, maybe not go 100%. But for whatever reason, when you do a 20 second go, nobody really wants to give in right there. So I always just thought those live situations were, were the best thing for us, you know. Awesome. So uh, as far as kids keeping their cardio up and things like that, do you tell them uh, running or swimming? You know, we were a, we were a big running team, had a, a decent amount of kids on the cross country team. But I tell you, one of the things that uh, I really liked is we had this Schwinn, uh, Schwinn Aerodyne bike down in the room. And I would set some workouts on that. And uh, those kids, that thing will, will take it out of you more than pretty much anything else. Uh, you know, one of our state champs, Nick Davis, he would, after practice every single day, he'd get on that Schwinn Aerodyne bike and do 30 seconds hard go as hard as he can. And then 30 seconds off, 30 seconds on. And he'd do that for six minutes to kind of replicate a match. Wow. And, and so I, I thought that was always one of the better workouts that I'd seen. All right. So here's the last question. You ready? Yes, sir. A bigger event, the Super Bowl or a Gator football game? <laughs> well, for me, it'd be a Gator football game. I'm not a pro, not a pro guy, but uh, I've been to some big, big games here in the swamp, and I've been to some, been to both the last two national championship games, and they were always, it's always pretty fun. Yeah, I, um, so I spent a long time in the car business, and I remember, I don't know, 15 years ago, I was working for an auto group, which had one of the dealerships was in Gainesville. Okay. And the guys would tell me that on Saturdays, they might as well not even be open because the whole town would just shut down. They, they would put chairs out front and just barbecue because nothing right. was open. Right. It's a, it's, it's kind of a tradition. It's, you know, just like any of these big towns, it's our big college towns. It's when it, when it goes on that, you know, the neat thing now they've started shutting down universities. So, you know, now people are just walking down the middle of the street. And, uh, you know, it's been a, it's, it's, it's grown too, along with everything else. So. Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, definitely a, a Florida Gator town. Huh? Right. Right. 
That's awesome. Hey, man, this was unbelievable. Uh, I can do this anytime you want to do this. So I had a great time. Well, you're booked you so for a while, for though. <laughs> I am booked for a while, but I can make, I can make exceptions. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, thanks so much. I've got um, Jake Sinkovics coming on next. Uh, he's the head assistant coach at University of Cumberland. So another oh, high school coming on, and uh, we've had a lot of coaches. So that'll be fun talking to him. And then, um, well, I think at three, actually, he's on at four. I think at three, we're going to get the, the Cardinal Gibbons guys back on. Um, Frank Periano, I guess. No. Tinio. Tinio, yeah. He couldn't get the camera working. So I got a text saying they got it working. So I should be able got to get him back on. And I know he's, uh, he's given that program over to the Morris twins, which right. uh, are, are incredible. So that should be a good thing for the program. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, you know, it's a, that's one of the great programs, the all time great programs of Florida right there. So it's only going to get better. Hey man, thanks so much for coming on. And I appreciate the kind words and the support. Thank you. Thank you. And let's get Miriam on. I, we'll, we'll try on it. We'll try. I'll, I'll contact her. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks.